For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Fourth Down Focus, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Dan Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University, a company focused on the training and development of coaches, kickers, punters, and snappers. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, there's an online casino 24 hours a day. Head to the website or use your phone to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your sportsbook experts. Episode 25 of the podcast welcomes Ricardo Allen, a current NFL free agent who played the last seven seasons for the Atlanta Falcons. Since 2015, Allen has started in 76 games for Atlanta, recording 340 tackles, 11 interceptions, and one sack. He was a four-time team captain, and in 2019, Allen was named the Falcons nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. A leader in the locker room and his community, Allen was one of the driving forces behind the Falcons' social justice committee, addressing social justice issues in Atlanta. Having known Ricardo for 15-plus years, it's been a privilege to see his growth both as a player and, more importantly, as a person. I'm excited to catch up with him and talk about his story and plans moving forward. How you doing, Rico? Doing pretty good, brother. How about you? I'm just really excited to have you on, you know, tell your story a little bit. I don't think a lot of people really know how I know you. So uh, I just, thanks again for for taking this time. I know it's a hectic time as free agencies around and the off season is your time for your family, but uh, I just want to start by by saying a big thank you for your time. Yeah, man, I appreciate you, man. I, you know, I'm always willing to do some stuff with you, man. You're my guy. So I, I'll, I appreciate you, man. You always help me out, you know, going through my path and coming up. So, man, it's, it's always a, a good one to, to get with you. So I appreciate you having me on. Agreed. You know, I, I've known Ricardo since he was a high schooler. Uh, he played at Mandan High School I, where I taught, and I was also a, a student at one point. And it's been a long time since, I, you know, since, since those days, and it's just been neat seeing his ride and um, his, his life experiences. So many people are probably wondering, why is Ricardo Allen on a podcast that is special, <laughs> special teams driven, you know? Uh, so would you mind explaining to the audience what special teams means to you and how it was probably a little bit of a catalyst in your career? Yeah, man. Um, man, special teams is kind of like the foundation of like who I am in a sense of like when I, when I first started playing football, I started playing football in high school. So like going into, you know, school like mainland high school, you know, who, you know, always have, you know, players, you, they're always stacked at um, skilled players, you know, going to, you know, top college, you know, division one places. So just being a guy who never played organized football before, 
coming out there, it wasn't just a walk in the park. It wasn't, I was just, just yeah, I was good uh, in the in the backyard, but just getting out there, just playing against, you know, the guys that's come from my town. It, it wasn't like that, man. I had a, I had a fast learning curve I had to get used to, but one of the things that uh, always gave me a chance to still be able to grow and give myself a chance to be around long enough to, you know, develop my skills and, you know, develop, you know, the, the experience of being on the field was, you know, learning my mistakes from my mistakes on um, special teams, you know, and, you know, special teams, you don't get another chance like you don't get very many chances to to do it again you get one shot you know sometimes as a db you you, you can get another chance you get your chance in that drive but as, as a special team you go out there you get one shot to go make your play and you got one time and if you want to stand out you, you have to be ready for your opportunity and that kind of you know you know it's, it's grit out there. there's a lot of people that's just trying to go out there and get it man you got a lot of real good football players out there playing some special teams they ain't really thinking out there they just running and hitting and blocking and there's some players out there but man it, yeah I, I like i like special teams man yeah i think i think you can attest to this that you really have to earn your keep especially when you transition to like a major fbs program i don't care how many stars you've collected from how many different experts but you're you're pretty much gonna have to be a contributor there first unless you are you know a dime a dozen you know a frank gore that I can recall they really kept him off teams, but a lot of those kids like John Vilma at Miami that I was with, DJ Williams, they weren't expendable. Man, Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott, when we played against, when we played against them down at, uh, when they, they played against us actually at Purdue, and um, they had Carlos Hyde as the running back. Ezekiel Elliott was running down on special teams. He was running down on kickoff. Gosh. He was like, and he was making plays too. Like he hit a, he hit one of our players pretty hard, and I didn't know who it was. But later on, just looking back, um, you see it was number fifteen. I'm like, <laughs> man, like this dude was playing special teams. Like it is what it is. It's like we got a lot of dudes that make it to the NFL because of the way they play on special teams. Because everybody not Julio Jones, straight up. Like it ain't many people. It's, it's only one ball. Like I, it was, a, it was a special teams coach that straight up said it. Like you come to these teams. And everybody just like you was the guy that got a hundred targets at you know your college because you were good. Like you come on a team with Julio Jones on there, who you think they gonna throw the ball to? Absolutely, you're right. I mean, yeah. it's a great way to look at it. There's one ball and there's 22 people playing at the same time. You know, oh, uh, yeah. it's a you got to be selfish when you get it too. But yeah, I couldn't imagine. I, I as as much as Ezekiel Elliott brings it offensively to a defender. I couldn't imagine him in a special in a special team setting in open space without the ball in his hands. I mean, he would kill someone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. reckless. I'd love to have him as a teamer, but yeah, I I wanted to transition to to a little bit about your attitude, you know, because it's how you. In my opinion, that's that's why you are where you are. Um, mm -hmm. was because of the way you approach things and the way you deal with things. More importantly, so we're going to talk about that at yeah. length today. Uh, I've enjoyed following you, of course, but since your playing days at Mainland, I want to say that. The one thing I my takeaway is that you avoid complacency and you take pride in being the hardest worker in the room. I think many athletes, especially the elite ones, they share the trait of hard work. I, I think that yeah, everyone is it's almost implied that yes, you've had to you've had to grind to get there, of course. But I wanted to ask you, what are some other essential traits in being a successful athlete? Yeah, I would say uh, being a learner, you know. Uh that's that's I think that's one of my um 
I think that's one of my biggest attributes I can say uh, is that um, like I'm a, I'm a learner. I'm always willing to go into something as if I've never learned it before. I'm willing to listen to anybody and listen to anybody in the way that they see it from their eyes so that like I don't feel that I understand, you know, every angle to it. You know, I know I don't think there's like one single path to success. So there's always going to be ways that people come from different angles of the world. You know, I come from the hood and my wife come from, you know, the suburbs and the way sometimes we see things are totally different, but we can find a way to look at it, you know, and we can find a way to like come in between and, and, and see it all the same in a sense. So I'm always finding a way to like look at everything from someone else's angle. And just another one is just being adaptable. You know, it's uh, being able to really like form and, and be whatever is needed. Like I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't have a, you know, ego that, you know, I'm, I'll be the janitor of the room. You know, if, if, if it was a business man, like I can be the janitor to the CEO. So it like, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me to have to, you know, step back and sometimes come down to a smaller level or to, you know, step in front of the room and be the one that lead it. So it's like I'm able to, you know, play all different roles and just a really I'm always just grinding, man. You know, I'm always just at it. It's just like a, I'm always looking for another way to take it to another level. Like I, I, I study the best of the best in the world at, you know, what they do. And the common trait is they efficient with their time and, you know, they don't have very many friends and stuff like that. They don't have very much going on, but amen. <laughs> amen. Hey, man, you know, um, they enjoy what they're doing, like, you know, and they, they enjoy trying to master it. And I understand the rule of 10,000 hours. And I understand that, uh, you know, whatever you spend a lot of time doing, you become a master in it and you become, you know, one of the best at it. And that's just the way of, that's the way of it. You can't, you can't skip the grind. So, you know, you just got to stay at it consistently. Like Tom Brady, Tom Brady life is, you know, all his decisions is, are revolve around, you know, football, like the way that he eats, the way that he sleeps, the way that he, you know, goes by his days, all is, is revolved around being a better football player. And that's exactly how Kobe was. So you have to learn to integrate like your life to be, you know, what the end goal of what you want it to be. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head in a, a thousand different ways. But if I could sum it up, I think that humility is a key word that, that would sum up what you said is, is although I might be an expert by a lot of people's standards, um, someone else that's also an expert in that same thing has a different viewpoint, has a paradigm that might be a little different than mine because of a thousand different variables. So I'd be foolish to think that I know everything about any subject. Um, so I think, I think you're right. Uh, because if, if we think we're an expert and, or, or we think we know it all, or we think, we think we've made it per se, you're going to be stagnant and someone's going to continue to grow right, right past you. And it's almost too late because it's almost habitual at that point. Um, you, you got to create the habits. I think you got to remind yourself and you got to check your ego, you know, exactly. um, because we all, we, we all have an ego and I think Ricardo Allen does too, but I think you do a great job of, uh, of, probably repeatedly reminding yourself where you came from yeah. and where, and where, and where, and how you got where you are, you know, exactly. um, I don't think, pe I don't think people are given uh, a gift the rest of their life just because of the work they did before. I think they have to continuously maintain, you know, exactly.
I mean, that's how you stay at the top of your game. I love what you said. So I listened to uh, All In with the Allen. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Um, my, my wife's been bugging me to, to catch up on it. So <laughs> I actually, thankfully, I she's like, you got to hear the most recent one. So it was on distractions. You know, I wanted, I mean, I know it was about a, a couple of different yeah. subjects, but what I really took away from it was the distractions that are all around us, especially in our hands. Mm-hmm. And um, on your show, you know, you also discuss like challenging things, especially challenging yourself yeah. uh, and being a better parent. Um, I noticed that you're reading incessantly, yeah. um, anything you can get your hands on just to, just to grow mentally. And, um, you know, you're even involved in the stock market. Now I was a finance major mm-hmm. in, uh, in college and, you know, I'm a very conservative investor, but I think it's fascinating. You know, I, I, I see, I see you learning and growing in several ways and I want to know, or, or yeah, I want to know like how, how do you remain focused on what is in fact important and, and why do you think it's essential to put these first things first? Um, I can tell you the, 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 the way I really stay, um, focused on, you know, what is priority, you know, priorities all the time is, uh, I write them down like every day. Like I, it's like one of the main things that I do all the time, especially, you know, during the off season, you know, as a athlete, you know, majority of the time we are very like uh schedule, you know, majority of the time we always have something going on. So, but in the off season, um, there's, you know, you, you can really just sit around and kind of let time go by. And that's something that uh, I, I make sure that I don't. And, you know, I got three babies and I have a wife. So I, I want to, um, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. big on my that's that's top of my list right there is uh, because I'm, 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 I'm a family man for sure. And I love my family. So I got to spend that, you know, time, you know, I got to make sure I always get my prayer in and stuff like that. But the way I always do it is I, I, I wake up and I write it down and I'm always writing down. So I even write it down to like like almost to a T, like what I'm going to do, like I'm going to wake up and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going, I'm going to drink my water and then I'm going, I'm going to meditate and then I'm going to brush my teeth. And then I know I probably should brush my teeth before I meditate, but it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, I know, but I'm going, I'm going to meditate and then I'm going, I'm going to go, you know, brush my teeth and then I'm going to walk my dog and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to get on my Peloton and then I'm going to go and I'm going to work out. And then when I get done with that, I'm going to start checking the stock market. So around that time, cause I wake up around like four 30, five o'clock. So around that time is around like eight o'clock, eight 30, you know, in that, in between that time, my wife is, I'm supposed to be helping with the kids, but my wife is typically uh, doing all this stuff with the kids. But long story short is I, I, I write it down all the time. So it has, to, it, it becomes like a routine. So like I'm always trying to stick on to it. And even if I sometimes wake up a little bit late, like I know what part of my routine I can get right to. And the reason that I, I um, know what my priorities are is I'm always talking to my wife. I'm always asking to her, like, what is important? Like, what is important to us? You know? Yeah. Like, what is important to us? Is it, is it important to us to leave our kids uh, so much money that like we don't even know what to do with it? You know, like, is that important or is it important to, you know, get comfortable and then, you know, spend time with each other. You know, do we want to retire early and then sit around and do nothing? Do we want to, you know, do we want to, you know, work, you know, how, how much is working too much? How much is not working enough? You know? So it's like, we always asking each other questions to try to like figure out like what we want to do. And then, you know, by asking each other those questions, we always able to, you know, build the path together because that's what it's about. Well, I like, I like what you said. And I'll admit that I do one of the two things you just said, I I let my wife coach me up, you know, she, she definitely Mm -hmm. puts me in line and she's like, this is first, this is second, you got to do this tomorrow. I love that about her. 
Uh, I, I, I admittedly, I, I read an article the other day, and it's funny you mentioned writing things down. Is they said that the brain responds, generally speaking. Um, most of us, if we do in fact write a simple list at the start of our day, it's not assuring that we're going to get that list done, but it's, it does something. It almost imprints in our brains that like these things are like on the forefront and, and, and it almost puts us in ease of mind subconsciously. We're not as anxious um, because you almost have circulating thoughts if you don't write them down. Right. Cause you want to remember them. And then it really takes you away from your focus, which is most important. Uh, so I love, I think that's a practice that we all should, should try is just, maybe start small, maybe write two or three of the most important things down. We don't have to have Ricardo Allen's itinerary just yet, but I love what you said, bro. I mean, I think it's, you, you have to start, first of all, you have to start with the fundamentals, just like anything. Cause if you start with Ricardo Allen's itinerary, no one's going to do that tomorrow. But I think if you list a couple things, it, it might, it might catch on. Right. And I'm kind of coaching myself up here because I am going to start writing more things down. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to copy your pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, and stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also provides sellers with a verified return process. For sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers of $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So I'm um, going to get a little bit more of a ch some challenging questions now, but you know, I think people really like to, people like to hear about, about the good and the bad, right? So 2020, of course, collectively was rough and 2021, in my opinion, is just, you know, it's, it's going to be a continuation. We're going to, we're going to get through all this mess, but you know, we're still in it. Um, it's been challenging for everyone. Um, and I, I don't think you're a stranger to adversity. Uh, your response, yeah, your response to this adversity, um, to these tough situations in life. Um, I think your response has always been commendable. Uh, I think, um, this year has been especially tough for you outside of the pandemic, of course, cause you had a loss in your family and, uh, you're also currently going through a professional transition. You know, you're going to be a free agent or you are a free agent and you're going to be playing for a new team. Um, so I'd like you to, if you can explain to the audience, I knew you as a kid and you handled things well. And I, and I, I know you as an adult and I think in college, you know, you, you were away from home. You had nobody. My mom came to watch some of your football games. She's like, you know, I think it meant a lot because I don't think a lot of people get to come see and play. And it, it's just, you've never had it easy. And I know some things are bigger than others as far as adversity, but would you mind um, talking about how you handle adversity and why it's important? Uh, to find a way out of a negative mindset? I think, you know, um, like adversity is like one of the, um, like it's like one of the easiest ways that you can prove something to yourself because like uh, when like when, when adversity hits, man, I don't know, I always, I just, I don't know, man. I've always been through adversity. Like, even when I first started playing football, man, I've always just like, even just like the body style that I have, like the body type that I have, like, I'm not like a, a first pick. Like I'm, I'm not like the person that you look out there and you like. When people walk past me, and even when people still come to my house and they work on my house sometimes, and they and they and they look at me and they like, you know, like do an athlete, you know, stay here or something. And um, 
<laughs> but joke, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's funky. It's funny because, like, they, when they look at me, most people would never think I'm an athlete. And it's kind of like a blessing because I can get through the world and, you know, I don't like look like 6'5 and stuff like that. But, you know, long story short is I've always been kind of like overlooked. So, like, I had to kind of get used to it. And my wife kind of said it's sad because I kind of like have calloused up and I'm kind of used, uh, used to adversity. But, man, you just got to, you just got to, uh, you got to bring it on because it's going to come. It ain't like you can, you can, it ain't like you can um, tell it not to come. So the the one thing about life is we, we know that uh, adversity is going to hit. And, um, you know, it's one of those times that you can, you can prove it to yourself. Or you can say that like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it out of this. And it makes you stronger. You know, it, it does it. Is it, is it fun during the times going through it? No, not at all. Like you would rather be in a better position anytime. Yeah. Like if you can wish for a better position, would you be in one? Yes, for sure. But <laughs> at those times you like, Hey, let's, let's get it. It is what it is. And I'm a, like I said, I believe in my foundation. I got a strong foundation. I know who I am. Like I'm always working. Like I'm, I know that if, uh, you know, if an opportunity was to present itself, I will be ready for it. So, you know, that's, that's never like the fear of it. Um, I have a question though. Do you think, because this is me looking on, you know, I wasn't super close to you at 15 and I, I got a little close mm-hmm. to you as you got a little older. Um, my perception of you was that you probably drew strengths from pe- the right people, even though, you know, you, you may not have had uh, 20 family members that you could rely on. I, have you always been resourceful with like human beings and maybe not necessarily blood, but people in your environment that you see on a daily basis? Did you draw strengths from from the right people? Yes, that's uh, I, I will. I always had really good mentors. Like I always had uh, really good people, you know, even if, like I said, like I, I learned from anyone I can, I can learn, even if, uh, you know, someone, you know, may not think that because a person might not have like one of the coolest jobs in the world, or, you know, they might not be to a, a, a level of status or something like that in the world, you know, that meant nothing to me. Like, uh, I, I have, I have really good people leading me just on like principles and morals and, uh, how I should, you know, be seen in the world. And, and my, my mom was, uh, you know, my mom was a single parent mom that, uh, you know, woke up every day. She, she raised, you know, four kids on, you know, on her own and she woke up every day and, and grind and, and got it and never complained. And, you know, times were tough, but, you know, we got through it. And, you know, when I got to Mainland, I ended up bumping it to you. I ended up bumping it to, you know, my brother PJ. He was, he was like, a, you know, one of like the father figures in my, in my life that uh, kind of, you know, helped guide me and, you know, tell me, because you, you guys were older than me. Y'all had already been through the college thing. So um, y'all were able to, you know, help guide me when I had questions and stuff like that. And uh, like I said, I've always been a learner. So I, I can learn from, someone else's you know passage their trials and tribulations like i don't have to you know walk across the street and get hit by a car to know like i shouldn't you know walk out there without looking you know both ways so like i've always take that took you know taking that way of learning to you know every approach to the game if you hear something you know more times than not you should probably listen to it you know the good the bad and the ugly so you know they're telling you that you know more times than not if you work and you grind and you stay out of the parties and you you just keep working and working and working majority of the time you're gonna keep getting better like I, I i chose that path other than you know trying to figure out the other way 
Yeah, it's those it's those coaches and teachers and just adults in your life when you're an adolescent that um that aren't the ones who don't try and be your friend or are generally the ones that are in, in it for your best interest. Like looking back, you know, I, I may have thought an older guy was cool. Oh, this guy wants to hang out with me. It was usually I was a means to an end. You know, I, he 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 wanted something in some way from me. And like looking back, it's nice that. I, I, I was able to acknowledge that although that this guy, whoever he was, was super hard on me at all times, like, man, he, he, he made me grow. You know, he was a second father uh, and I had a few of those like you did. And I'm thankful for him. And, and, and they came in the form of coaches most often, but not always. You know, there was a couple of teachers and, and administrators and stuff. But um, no, I thank you for sharing that. And I'll end it with a little bit of a lighter question. This is our, our last question of the night. My wife and Ricardo went to Holly Hill Middle School together, small oh. world. <laughs> the other day we we're washing dishes and I was like, hey, my next guest is Ricardo Allen this week. And she's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, I don't know if he remembers, but, you know, I used to play gator ball with him at P.E. And I, I remember I, I learned really quickly that if I got possession of the ball to find Ricardo, give it to him. <laughs> so Man. I don't know wow. if you remember those days at all, but I thought that was an awesome story. Man, I, I remember wanted... the Holly Hill days. That was, that was a real deal. I, it's crazy. I knew her all the way from back then. She's probably one of my um, longest like friends that I've known like in my whole life. That's crazy. But yeah, back in the day, I, I wasn't, I wasn't as athletic as I, as I think I am now, but <laughs> yeah, I, I can get it done. Yeah, she she said you move well, but you know, like I don't know, she probably didn't. She she got a little faster in high school too. But uh, no, I just think that's it's a small world. And I wanted to share, you know, I I've known you indirectly, directly, so many ways because we're from the same town, and it's just nice to to have you come back every once in a while, and especially you know for our RA three seven camp we put on for you each year. Oh, yeah. um, it's oh, just yeah. it's 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 a neat thing and it's generated a lot of buzz and it's actually brought some cohesiveness you know uh, deltona is a good example which is a town that neighbors D daytona after that event last year with ricardo um th their whole team is really tight with seabreeze and they'll do things uh you know in the off season together that they've never done before so that's the purpose in, in my opinion is is it's something that you know i didn't get to experience i never got to have an nfl player host a free camp in daytona i was coming up so yeah. I thought it, I thought it was a no brainer and I thought you were the perfect person for it. So. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much for doing that with me all these years for real. You always made it so easy, man. You always, you know, helped do all the behind the scenes. Man. You always kind of like made it so easy. I just kind of showed up and, you know, took care of the kids. So I, I appreciate you, man. It was always fun. That was always fun. And we're going to get back to that as soon as uh this mess, you know, get out of the way. So. Yeah, man, but it was crazy because we we ended up doing it right before all of it ended up going down, and that ended up it, like we always did it at a. Everybody always thought we did it at like a weird time because we was always the only one that did like our camp. Was it usually February, March? Yeah, yeah, end of February, early March. You know, because um, I remember that 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 one year we did it in February, and you had a Super Bowl, and yeah, you had to come <laughs> five days right after the game. <laughs> It's like that. It's like that. But hey, man, you got to show up. The, the kids talk, out there. Yeah. Talk about adversity. You had a big old smile on your face and you Everyone. acted like you you didn't just lose the biggest game in your life. You did it. I mean, yeah. it's just, man, again, it, it's, yeah, it teaches you something, man. You, sometimes you got to, well, you can't hide from it. It is what it yeah. is. Like you got, you got to take it. You know, if you're going to be happy with it, if you're going to be able to cheer and you're going to be able to smile with the good, 
you better be able to smile with the bad. It is what it is. It's like the stock market. Like I like you say, I learned about the stock market. It's up and down. It's just like life, man. You know, it's up and down. It's it's, it's highs and lows. You got you got to take it, man. If if everything was think about it, if everything was just good all the time, you probably be numb. You probably be tired of being happy all the time. You probably want some bad stuff to happen just so you can have like a a peak in something. I don't think you'd know what happiness was, right? I mean, yeah, if you were always happy, it wouldn't mean anything. It'd be yeah. meaningless. It wouldn't even be a word. That's yeah. a, you have a good point. Um, I want to uh, thank you again, and I want to make sure. Uh, what is your Twitter handle? I like to give the audience a way to follow you. I don't, even, really I, don't follow. I don't even get on Twitter. Oh, you don't? I'm, uh, oh, you're... I'm, a, I'm more of an Instagram, so it's kind of the same. I get what you're saying. I'm, uh, I think I'm Ricardo. I'm Ricardo 37 Alex, something like that. Just Ricardo, yeah. find me, Ricardo Allen 37. <laughs> my, my Twitter. I ain't been on Twitter in a long time, man. Twitter, Twitter tie you up now. If you're an athlete, I had to learn how to get away from Twitter a long time ago. Oh, you read those comments, huh? No, oh, but no. that's but this how they this how they suck you in. And I and I always wonder, I was like, man, why do so many athletes get tied into reading the comments? But think about it. When you when you're coming from high school. And you're going through college. The only way that you can find affirmation and like if you're doing good at those times, like you're not being paid, <laughs> you, you get it from social media majority of the time. Sure. So yeah. like or or the newspaper, right? Yeah, like, for sure. That's old school. So, but it's essentially the same thing. So it's like you read somebody else's affirmation of like they tell you you're doing good, but then when you get into the league, man, oh, it, it turns into a whole nother level. Now the kids probably got it bad now because when I was growing up, like when we was growing up. It, like social media wasn't as popping as it is now. Like these kids have a million followers in high school. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I was watching the uh, LeBron James son, the Sierra Cannon thing on IMDb. It's awesome. If you haven't watched that, it's, they follow that best basketball team in high school right now. All those kids have a million plus followers. And then they were talking about two of their little brothers have more. I'm like, come on, bro. There's nine year olds that engaged you know, like that's scares me, man. And I, you've got the oldest kid between both of us and it just, this technology thing is not slowing down. I mean, it's my kid's not on social. My kid's not going to be on social media. Like Ooh. I don't, I don't even have, uh-huh. I don't even have, I don't even have a TikTok. Like I was, I would have uh, deleted my Twitter a long time ago. Like if it wasn't just for like, you know, simple like ad posts and stuff like that, like, or to like just help. Like, cause I know I can reach people if I need to like, you know, post something to, you know, get out to like the masses or whatever. It, it's easy to just use that. So, you know, you don't want to delete a reach that you can get to people. But like, other than that, man, like, that's what you see. Like, I I, I don't really post a lot on my like social media. Like I, I post on my feed um, to like most of it's like knowledge stuff. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't care about that, man. You're one of the very few Instagram uh, stories I'll click on just because it's it's usually funny and sometimes <laughs> it's just, you know it, or or it's like kid stuff you know like I I totally get it you know I'm like ah oh, that happened to me yesterday yep. <laughs> you know so no I I really enjoy your follow so um yeah I just want to thank you again it means a lot to everyone at Fourth Down Focus you were able to share a little bit about your story please give us a like subscribe to the show and share it with a friend if you have questions related to the podcast suggestions for future topics and guests or if you have feedback for the show you can reach me dan lundy several ways my website is fourthdownu.com that's 4-t-h-d-o-w-n-u.com my instagram and twitter are at fourthdownu and on facebook and linkedin i am at dan underscore l-u-n-d-y thanks again for joining us we'll see you again next week with an exciting new guest 
I hope 2021 is treating each of you well. And remember, in all things, give thanks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.